Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Over Podcast, episode 74. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host. To my right, we have the 10th one of the world, the puncher of walls himself, Richard Garcia, Dickalicious himself. Hey, what is going on, everyone? Happy 74th. Ah, uh, lot to get into this week. Uh, how you doing, Dicky boy? Um, I feel like a broken man, but other than that, I feel okay. A broken man. Yeah, uh, broken dick. Oh, we gotta get you woken then. Yeah. No, I um, I hurt my back the other day, so I'm oh, kind of like shit. at a. I'm kind of like walking. I'm, I'm walking as if I did uh, break something. So, um, I'm feeling a little better though, but um, not. I'm still feeling good enough to get this podcast going. So a, a broken back's not really gonna. I broke my back. Hurt me or keep me out of the podcast. Well, we appreciate your sacrifice. Uh, thank you for all you've done for this country. Uh, what what happened? A weight weightlifting situation? Yeah, um, going too hard in the gym. Ah, you got you gotta know your limits, brother. Spinal. Yeah, uh, at, at this advanced age, I should know my limits, but I'm stubborn. What can I advanced say? Advanced age? You're not. We're not that old. I at my age. I'm at my age, I should know my <laughs> limits, but I'm too stubborn to know better. So, well, you, when you're feeling the pump, you gotta let it just flow. I was trying to be like Big Papa Pump, but uh, uh-uh. see, that's that's nope. the problem. You need steroids, maybe, uh, and Popeyes, Popeyes, a Cracker Barrel, and uh, that too as well. <laughs> a lot to get into this week. We have the Clash of Champions pay per view pay per view going on this weekend. We have uh, Raw and SmackDown that we got to get into. We have the King of the Ring tournament uh, finals that we're getting into. Um, but before we get into that, let's give it up to our sponsors. Ers, plural. We have two sponsors this week. You know them. You love them. Lapelia.com. If you're ever looking for the hottest in wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to Lapelia.com and use our, co- use our code PUTMEOVER. And in turn, that website will put you over and you'll get 20% off your entire order. Act fast because supplies are limited. And we, uh, when I, you know, earlier I said we had two sponsors. We do? The latest and greatest in wrestling merchandise. They take punk rock and they take wrestling and they merge them together and make some of the most badass, unique t-shirts you will ever find. That's right. Grudge Match Brand Apparel. Go check them out. Go to their Instagram, Grudge Match Brand, and you will find their latest release is the third of the Punks of Wrestling line. Um, They got them up for pre-sale right now. Do you like Roddy Piper? I love Roddy Piper. Do you like the Circle Jerks? I love the Circle Jerks. Well, then this shirt will be for you. Go fast because um, the pre-sale will run out soon. So definitely go check them out. Um, they they the uh, Bonacano cramps. I, you know what? I just saw I'm, I just saw the sh- uh, the style right now, and I'm a big fan of it. I I really want to pick up on I want to pick up on these shirts. So. Um, very, very tempting, man. Yeah. Um, they also have the uh, Mogr- Motorhead and uh, Juice and Thunder Liger. Yes, shirt, that's bad. Which that's I, bad really, I really need. Uh, so definitely go check them out, guys. Um, and tell them Put Me Over sent you. And um, yeah, great people, great brand. Definitely check them out. And also make sure to go to our website. If you're if you're still looking for wrestling merchandise or if you just want some Put Me Over merch, look no further. Go to PutMeOver.com. Use the promo code FLACID for 15% off your entire order. Uh, we still got that thing going on. If you want, you know, Dick, we're matching. Uh, we got our matching glasses now. Cheers. Put Me Over official merchandise. Uh, go there. Check it out. See what you see what you like. See what you fancy. And uh, you can buy a T-shirt with my face on it. You can buy a T-shirt with Dick's face on it. You could still buy a shirt with Bobby's face on it. So 
get in there while you can because we got to take that shit down already. <laughs> um, anyways, let's get into some news. I mean, I feel like we've we've gone on for a little bit. Well, you know, I know what you're here for. You're here for the news. You're here for some dicks, dirty news. Take it away, Dick. All right, man. So the big story of this week it happens to be um, Anthem. They happen to be, uh, they just uh, recently uh, own majority ownership of Access TV. Um, this is really big. This is really big news right here. As, as you see, everyone's trying to get um, trying to get uh, in touch with um, with with, with um, getting a major deal. Um, what does this mean? Well, what we know so far is that um, Anthem is now officially they are now the majority owner. Mark Cuban is still going to be a minority owner as of right now. He is a minority. Uh, he, that's true. He is. He's a, he is a billionaire. Therefore, he's a minority. <laughs> so um, this is going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with not only um, with um, with Impact Wrestling, but also with um, New Japan and also with uh, the also with the Women of Wrestling, who happen to also be on this channel. Um, what we do know so far, what I know so far, is that um, New Japan they're locked into their deal up until January two thousand twenty one. Um, does this mean that their deal could break before then? Who knows? Um, Impact. Well, they're they're on our Friday nights on Twitch and also on um, what's that channel, man? Pursuit Channel on the Pursuit Channel, Pursuit Network, the Pursuit Network. So th- they're air on Fridays. If they do stay on Fridays, they're going to be competing head to head with SmackDown. Now that now that there's a larger audience oh. with um, with Access TV, they'd be dumb to put it on Wednesdays, right? They there's no way they can do Wednesdays. I think that's a, that's a terrible idea. That would um, I mean the Wednesdays is already saturated as it is. Yeah, and that would just be overkill. Um, you would have if if that were the case, you'd have you have NXT on USA, and then you have AEW on TNT, and then you have um, Impact on. Um, Access come October. This and this this effect's going to take place on in October after um, the Bound for Glory pay per view. Oh, so the following week is going to be lights Cor- on. Correct. So that's going to so October is going to be a huge month for wrestling as as oh. if it wasn't already. Are we going to have to watch Impact now? You know, I've you know Impact's done a better job over uh, recently as far as um, having a better quality talent. It's just that. No one's watching it because no one has the Pursuit channel. Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't. Or, or but I do have access. Or, or Twitch either. I mean, the Twitch is they all, they're also on Twitch as well. Nah, I'm not that. But much it's nerd. just it's just it's a lot to put on our plate. I mean, if it's any, if there's anything good on Impact, I'll I'll try to watch it when I can. But it, that's a lot right there. Um, and I think having it on Wednesdays is suicidal. That is um that's the kiss of death for them. And I don't think they would do that. Well, Dixie Carter's not running it really, right? She's not running it anymore. Okay, no, so um, they wouldn't be dumb enough to do no, that. No, uh, she's long gone. She's long gone out of the picture. That's how much I know about Impact. Yeah, it's it's been years. It's been a couple of years since uh, <laughs> Dixie Carter's had her hands uh, involved. I still call it TNA. I don't blame you because they've, <laughs> they've had so many cha- they've had so many name changes over the years. I mean, first it was NWA TNA, then regular TNA, then for a second it was Impact, and then GFW. Remember that? Oh yeah, fuck! I forgot about that. When, when when Jeff Jarrett had his uh his GFW organization and they merged, and they were called GFW for a little bit, then they went back to Impact, uh, and I'm sure there's many other iterations um in between, um but let's see what happens. Are they still gonna have the owl? Do I'm pretty s- sure they do because that is their because anth- anthem is that's their mascot is the owl. That's weird. So, that's so weird. Of of all the animals, an owl. So um that's that's pretty interesting to see, um. New Japan, they're locked in until 2021, as I mentioned. Um, could we see a potential collaboration with them? I mean, the fact that Anthem 
Ooh, that'd be like some. That'd be like a like a true brand split, Raw SmackDown kind of thing. But like they'd be two different, two official different uh, wrestling would, companies. That, that's a possibility. Maybe they could do some cross promotion though. That, that's a possibility. But um, they they did work together ba- uh, before back in two thousand eight, and it was uh, quite disastrous to say the least. Because they 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 had first dibs on Kazuchika Okada. Oh, okay. And what did they do? With, what did they do with them? What? They jogged them out. They made him. Oh. They made him the stereotypical foreigner. They didn't oh, know what no. to do with him. So um, he was there for a little bit, and then when he came back to Japan, unsurprisingly, um, he became New Japan's top star. Well, because of course TNA did something like that. They did something like that. They didn't know what they had in him. So um, could that? I mean, that's an, that's a possibility. That's something to consider about if they happen to work together. Is their past relationship? Um, now Ring of Honor also works with now Ring of Honor is currently working with um, New Japan at the moment. What does this mean for Ring of Honor as well? There's a lot of questions that haven't haven't been answered yet. Yeah, this is gonna send shockwaves because now there's another. It's like here comes a new challenger. It's, I was I was gonna say that right now. Here comes a new challenger entering. Here comes a new challenger. And, and they entered in October, and it's just it's this is gonna be a busy busy time to be a wrestling. We're fan. gonna have to divvy up these shows if we're gonna try to. I don't. I still feel like no one gives a shit about Impact, even though Brian Cage, one of my favorite wrestlers, is the Impact champion right, right. now. Um, I still can't find myself enough reason. It feels really hokey to me. There are some good talent in Impact at the moment. I mean, you you got Brian Cage, who's who's their champion. You still got um, Johnny Impact. Killer Cross is in there. And um, Killer but, Cross is an interesting story as well. Yeah, come um, on, since go. we're now on that topic, yeah, is um, he wants to he he wants to leave. He wants to um, make more money, given with the opportunities that everyone else is having. Uh, but he's locked into his contract with um, with Impact, and, and they're not letting him out. And of they're it. not letting him out. Um, what what would you do in that situation? What I mean, you know, it, it's 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 a situation that is very similar to other wrestlers who are in WWE who are trying to get out of their contract because they're not being used, they're not being utilized to their fullest capacity, and they see other people who are making money or they're making moves, and yet they feel left out. They, it's, it's like the fear of missing out uh, for, for, um, for, for a lot of wrestlers at the moment, actually. A little bit of FOMO. Exactly. Um, and you know what sucks about Killer Cross is I'm hearing that he wants out. He let them know he wants out, and, they, and in response, they were like, okay, now we're not going to use it on TV at all anymore. Yeah. So that's like a really shitty situation because now he's like, he's like a um, like uh, Luke Harper is in a similar situation. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Luke Harper. Yeah, that's thing, really messy. I mean, there's there's two sides to it. On the one hand, it sucks for Killer Cross because he could be making way more money. He could be in a better situation. He could be a much bigger star somewhere else than an Impact. At the same time, though, he did sign that contract where he's locked in for 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 a few more years. Um, right Years? now, I, I I think it's for I think it's for at least another year. I want to say that sucks. But he's 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 in there for the foreseeable future, and he's at he's at the prime peak. He's at he's thirty four years old, and he he doesn't want these years to be wasted. And I don't blame him at all. It's like, what do you do in that situation? Yeah, and then for Impact, they're like, oh, this guy doesn't want to be here. Well, we we shouldn't feature him if he's just gonna. Because now he's in the process of suing Impact, if what I'm hearing. Right. And um, he wants to get out of his contract. Now they're just like, okay, now we're not going to feature you because why would we put time and money into you if you just want out? You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's definitely um, th- that's definitely a, a, a big a big story. And we'll see what happens uh, not only with Impact but also with, um, with New Japan and also to a lesser extent Ring of Honor. So it, this move affects uh, definitely affects a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, what else we got, Dick? All right. So, um. 
WWE, uh, they did recently announce a couple days ago, their first pay-per-view of 2020 is actually not going to be TakeOver. It's going um, to be replaced by, by Worlds Collide. And if you remember from last year, it was a collaboration between NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. It was awesome, um, especially because it was halftime during the Super Bowl. Correct, yeah. Um, that was a great show. Uh, I had people watching it that don't even like wrestling that were like really into it. So th- that's an interesting move on WWE's part, especially the first takeover of 2020 with, with Worlds Collide. So um, that weekend's going to be um, Saturday, the takeover pay-per-view, and then Sunday, the Royal Rumble. So yeah, that was that was the other part of it, is that they're not going to have a takeover for Royal Rumble, which they, normally on the big four, they piggyback a, tank, a takeover on. Um, so that's interesting that they want to do that. Yeah, and... Um, you know, we'll see what happens as far as what um, what what what's what's going to be the matches uh, so far. I mean, it, we could see perhaps maybe um, the same thing we saw earlier this year with like a tournament with like whoever wins gets to have a, a, a they get to choose for their championship or their choice. Like that's a possibility as well. They might do like kind of a Royal Rumble uh, for like those shows too. There's a lot of possibilities, but um, it I figure it's quite interesting that they no longer did or they're not doing a takeover for that weekend. Yeah, and it's going to be Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. Oh, so it's going to include um, it's going to include both Raw and SmackDown as well. Yeah, so it's going to be even bigger than what they did initially. I could see a tournament. Um, the winner gets a, a title choosing of his choice. Yeah, if if they're going to have to do something a little different because they can't just do like a a, a battle royal esque match on that Saturday and then on Sunday they're going to have the Royal Rumble. I feel oh like yeah, that's complete overkill. Maybe we'll get to just some dream matches, you know, maybe more like Cesaro versus some UK talent. I would love for Cesaro to just be on there and just wrestle whoever. I mean, hell, have him have him do a Cesaro open challenge. Maybe a Kings of Wrestling reunion. Anything. That would be dope. That would be, that would be amazing. I mean, if there's one thing that showed me um, about Cesaro being on that uh, NXT Cardiff show from last week is that he would be better utilized on that brand than where he's at right now. Oh, absolutely. Because in, in, in Europe, he's represented Europe so so much. He's he's over. He's over big time over there. Absolutely. And he's he's better utilized. Uh, they know what, what, what you're going to get with them. And the only other tag team I, like, I would see him, if they're going to do another tag team, would be with the Kings of Wrestling. And I think they should absolutely do that if that was the case. Um, instead of having them team with another person on the main roster, and just because he's a tag team specialist, and you're making him so one-dimensional that you're you're not utilizing him to his fullest capacity. And that's what's really sad because he puts on amazing matches. Whether you're the Miz or Baron Corbin or you're um, who did he fight at NXT Cardiff? He fought. Um, it was it was it was, it was uh, Slavic's name. I forgot his last name. Or um, you're fighting in NXT UK. He's gonna put on great matches, and it's a I'm shame that they right that they. Uh, Ah, you don't got to worry about it. It's a shame that they don't utilize him the way that he probably should be featured. And and, and AEW, I feel like he would be just a monster. And that's another thing. A- AEW really doesn't have any monster heels. Um, so they're going to need to tap into something soon. I agree. Absolutely. Ilja Dragunov. That so, guy. Yes, him. So he, he had an amazing match. Um, and it just goes to show you that he can have a match with anyone. In, in, in not only, I mean, in, not only in NXT, but also on the main roster. Um, so we'll see what happens. I just think it's a great uh, Cesaro Open Challenge would be great. I'd be watching that just for that. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Dick? So since we're on the topic of NXT, uh, the first first shows of NXT for um the, for the tapings they sold out instantly. 
instantly? Instantly. Wow. The war is on. The, the, the war marches on. Yeah, absolutely. And unsurprisingly, I mean, I, I, I knew that they were going to sell out right away, given that they are, it was going to be in, in, um, in full sale. I mean, you could easily sell 300 tickets in a heartbeat. Well, yeah, okay, then maybe it's not such a grand accomplishment, but it's 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 showing. I mean, it's it's uh, it's telling, you know, that maybe it's time that they move out of there. Yeah, because um, I, I I said it last week that I don't see maybe it was a, it was an episode or two ago, but either way, I don't see them being at full sale until December. They're going to be out of there real soon. Um, the fact that. The, that they sold out real quick, and they're competing with AEW. And the way the presentation set up, AEW is going to be an arena full of thousands compared to NXT with a few hundred people. Yeah, so they definitely are going to want want to look like they're com- competing, and that they're like a legitimate com- competitor. I guess you say uh, absolutely. Uh, but you know, NXT is great. So I mean, either way, we win. Yeah, and since we're on the topic of uh, since we're on the topic of uh, AEW on Wednesdays, um, it seems ticket sales are um, they haven't they haven't been selling out completely for the uh, for the for the upcoming shows, but uh, they're doing a good enough pace to where it seems like that they'll be fine as far as they're not going to be desperate um, be giving away tickets. Uh, they're going to be on pace to probably sell out before the show, um, but it is definitely a slowdown from when they first went on sale for the first four shows. You think it's dying down, or they're just what do you think? Are they just I, not hitting the right cities? It, you know, it's kind of hard hitting, um, like, like, um, like Baltimore, Charleston. Those, those are traditionally our wrestling heavy cities. Um, you know, the old mid south territories. It is a bit challenging. Um, they're not as hard, it's not a, as much of a bed, a bed, a hot hotbed as Philadelphia or Boston or even even New York for that matter. We'll see what happens. Um, they don't need to sell out every single show in a heartbeat. I think that's kind of like a, like, I don't want to say like it, it's too much of a hype train or too much of false hope because the, what if they sell out these shows and then when you get to the tapings they're not that good, and then after that the ticket sales slump after that like they, they start falling out drastically. Yeah, yeah. That's a possibility that to, that you have to consider as well if you're AEW. Um, the fact that they are steadily selling tickets at least you know at least it's they're still selling them. It may not be instant sellouts, and that's I think that's perfectly fine. As long as they're able to sell out, then then at, at the end, then they're fine. Yeah, because you know WWE doesn't sell out everything all the time. There's plenty of tarped off areas, um, and for a new company to be able to to set the bar at, we need to sell out every show immediately. Right. Uh, that's a very high bar to set. And so. and another thing we haven't talked about is um is to the secondary market. You know, um. I think a lot of people don't understand what the secondary market is, and that is when um, tickets sell out after the initial event, whether the demand is high or not after that sellout. Yeah. Because um, not a lot of WWE events, like once they initially sell out, sometimes the secondary market isn't as um, demanding. Goddamn scalpers. Scalpers especially. Um, they tend to uh, oversaturate the market with the prices, and you may not, and you might be paying more, way more than you should, and then a couple of days before the show, you might you might get tickets at a fraction of the price because just that initial the overall demand may not be as good as everyone makes it out to be. Yeah, I mean, there's been times where I've not bought tickets on StubHub because they were like way too much, right? And then I just walk to the box office a day of early enough, and I'll get like great seats for a fraction of the price what they're going on StubHub because it's not a legit sellout. It's it's not. Um, so 
that's another thing to consider as well when we're talking about these salads because sometimes the salads can be a bit misleading and we also have to include the fact that there is a secondary market for those who do want to get tickets after the initial sellout. Yeah. But um but I mean either way it looks like this this war is definitely heating up and you know we're getting closer and closer to October. It's so coming up a lot quicker than we think. Yeah, we're already halfway through September. That's we're crazy. halfway th- we're halfway through September. And um another thing that we've um that we've just uh, seen a few minutes ago is there seems to be some minor changes as far as the announcing team goes. Um, we do. I um, two hundred five live. It looks like they're going to have another shakeup. Yeah, uh, I've I've heard rumors of the announcing teams being shaken up. Maybe getting Corey Graves off of two shows and just having him specifically. He on should the not Raw. be on two shows. I mean, it, it's if they're going to do a, an actual brand split, he needs to be on one show. Exactly. Everyone needs to be on one show. Um, so it's already starting uh, with two hundred five live. They've announced Nigel McGinnis is not going to be on 205 Live anymore. And Nigel's a great commentator. Absolutely. Uh, but now they have a football player, um, former NFL player for the New England Patriots. His name is Dio Madden, and I'm assuming Madden football. They kind of go hand in hand. The real name, Brendan Williams. Um, I don't watch 205 Live, so I haven't. I don't know what he's bringing to the table. Right. But I don't know if he's going to have a Nigel McGuinness caliber uh, information on him. Unless it's going to switch to he's just the color man. Um, and Aiden English will be the guy calling the spots. Well, um, the, the 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 head play-by-play guy is Vic Joseph, so he's going to be he's actually the one who's um, the head guy for two hundred five live. And then you're going to have your two color guys with Aiden and with um, with Deal Madden. They 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 really love their three man teams. It's it's ridiculous. I think at this point now, I feel like they're just I they they don't yeah. need to have three man teams and and. Uh, especially a, for 205 especially live. for 205 live and AEW is guilty of this as well because they're w- when their show starts in october they're gonna have a three-man team as far as what their three-man team is at the moment we don't know but it's just like they just have like this hard-on for three-man team you don't need three men to commentate you can do just fine with two and even with three people they don't have enough to talk about absolutely um, i was watching raw and just i can't the this, the commentary team is atrocious um, not a lot of fun. They they spend more time poking jabs at each other than calling the matches. Or and I'll get to it in in, in later on in, in my raw review. Um, they spend a lot of time um, talking about the four horsewomen a lot, and that's because they've done such a bad job at booking them and making them look like telling the story. They spent more time telling the story about them in NXT than they did calling the match. It was right. ridiculous. And um, so what does this mean for um, for Nigel? Well, Nigel's going to be full-time on NXT. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, Nigel, Morrow, and uh, Beth Phoenix. Yeah. And then we'll see come October what's going to happen with the commentary team. I mean, if I had a guess, I'm assuming that it's going to be Michael Cole, Renee Young, and um, Corey Graves on Raw. And then SmackDown, you're going to have Tom Phillips, Byron Saxton. And I don't know who the third person's going to be. I mean... I, if if I'm SmackDown, like who would you put? I mean, could you do you even want to have a third person on there? I feel like they're gonna they're gonna want a third person. I don't know who it'll, who it'll be. Maybe per, bring Percy Watson back. That they could do that. Um, I David Otunga is a guy that they have on commentary sometimes. I could see them because I'm hearing Michael Cole wants to step away from the lead announcer. So I could see them moving Tom Phillips to Raw, and then plugging in um, Morrow on SmackDown. I think that'd be dope especially for morrow's voice to be on a major network i think that'd be huge if if he wants to do that absolutely i mean i could see i i could see morrow 
going back to SmackDown, um, if he if he absolutely wants to do it, um, the thing is, oh, does he want to do that? Because I mean, if you think about it, if it, if the travel thing is is an issue for him, it's going to be a matter of time before he NXT goes on the road. They're going to be going on the road almost on a weekly basis. I think that's not if it's when it's going to happen soon, and um, that's a good, the question remains. Though, what would you do with NXT though if Marl does leave? That's another interesting point with that I didn't think of too much, but um, I was just thinking like I think a big network move needs a big network announcer, and I think Mara would be a good. Mara would be. I think Mara would be good. Um, you could also. I mean, you can keep Tom Phillips on there. I think he's fine the way he is. Um, you know, Tom and you know Tom Phillips and um, Byron Saxton, and then if if you want to throw in if you if you really if you're really serious about having a a big guy on a big celebrity on there. And the rumors are apparently true, and they want to have Daniel Cormier be the third guy. Oh, then by all means, that then, would be huge. Then, then you don't really need to have Marl Ronaldo on there. Although it would be nice to have Marl and DC on there in the same team. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> that that would add, that would definitely add the sports element that, uh, abs- that Fox abs- is looking for. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens as far as what the commentary team and how this will uh, snowball down in the next couple of weeks. Uh, what else we got, Dick? Okay, so um, the first two episodes, starting September 18th, it looks like that a lot of people are confused as far as um, NXT and if it's going to be on USA. Um, WWE did confirm that the first hour of NXT will be on USA, and then the second hour will be over on the network. And this will be up until October 2nd. And that's really weird. Now, um, why why they're doing this... I'm I'm assuming that it's probably just a soft launch to make sure that everything runs smoothly on the USA network before they go full time come October 2nd that way they're ready to take on AEW. Uh, cuz come after October 2nd it is going to be the original plan where the 2 hours are going to be on USA on Wednesday and then 24 hours later it's going to be show up on the network worldwide. Yeah. Um I'm actually getting new word from our producer. Um it turns out Suits is the culprit is reason why they're having to run a split. Fucking suits, man. Suits, man. Uh, it's the longest running scripted show on the USA Network, and they're having their series finale. Um, so this is going to be that th- series is longer than La Femme Nikita. I I think so. And Silk Stockings. Silk Stockings. I felt like Silk Stockings had a great run. I think it had a great run. Uh, but so that's that's why NXT is going to run a split show uh, for the first two weeks, and then once Suits get, gets out of the way, then they're going to have the whole slot for themselves. Oh, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Um, but, yeah, so it's going to be for, for now up until October 2nd, and then they're ready to go, and then um, the war will begin. The war <sighs> will begin come October. I'm excited. I am excited for that. Uh, what else we got, well, Dick? Drew McIntyre, remember how he was uh, eliminated so quickly in the King of the Ring tournament? Yes. Okay. Well, there's a reason why uh, that's the case. It looked like he did suffer a minor injury a few weeks ago um, during his um, – King of the Ring qualifier match against uh, uh, Ricochet. It was Ricochet. Okay, so he did suffer a, a minor uh, injury. Now, as far as what the injury goes, we don't know yet, um, but he did suffer an injury, and he is going to have surgery uh, coming up real soon. Uh, there is no official timetable, but it, it appears that um, from what reports have been mentioned, um, have, have been said, that he may come back uh, sooner than later. So it looks like it's just going to be an in-and-out procedure from what I, I'm gathering. Oh, okay. So that, um, so that explains why he got knocked out of the tournament so quickly. That that does make a lot of sense. Uh, sucks because he's well. They were trying to get him on a roll again. Um, ever since he started talking with Shane McMahon, but I mean, we'll see. Um, hopefully, he's not gone too soon or not too long. Um, and that totally fucked up my bracket. 
Yeah, Drew McIntyre, I felt like, was going to go deeper than what he did. But, I mean, his loss, though, you know, surprisingly, this tournament and all the matches that have happened so far have really been much better than I would have I've ever expected. So, um, not to take anything away from the King of the Ring, um, but it's it's been a, it's been a great tournament so far, and a lot better than I've ever anticipated. Usually, the best part of Raw and SmackDown. Absolutely. Um, uh, what else we got, Dick? Anything else? I feel like we we got more. I think. I think we're good as far as the news goes. I mean, that, that impact story was was a big deal. I mean, that's a that's 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 big news. Yeah, actually, you're right. I think that's all the news we got because I'm I'm just going through our notes here. Um, I don't see anything really newsworthy. Um, we'll talk so about the Elias injury on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Perfect timing. Um, all right, so let's get into our Raw and SmackDown reviews. Um, I I've kind of it's. I kind of put off watching Raw and SmackDown immediately, uh, just because it's just it's such a chore these days. Uh, but there were there were some there were some little nuggets in there. Uh, first and foremost, there is nothing like hearing that glass break when Stone Cold came out. Easily the loudest pop uh, of the night. Twice, uh, Austin came out. He did the uh, contract signing for a or for Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. Uh, I was shocked that they said asshole a bunch of times. Yeah, the um, the A bombs went off uh, during that segment with him and AJ, and it, it was uncensored. They they went ahead and, and let them do that, and that was a nice throwback to uh, to the Attitude Era, you know. And I popped when when I heard Austin say, "I don't know if your hearing is so bad, but you got twenty thousand fans calling you an asshole." I popped huge when he did that, which was totally unscripted, and AJ rolled with it, and then he he called him an asshole right back to him. Absolutely. Uh, so AJ dropping a bombs, uh, but I mean, I thought this was a great way to kick off the show, especially if they're trying to stack the card against Monday Night Football, which I hear they didn't have great ratings. Ratings, regardless. Mm, well, they tried their best on this one, but I, you know, the opening segment, I thought they did a great job with it. Um, in the end, um, the the faces and the heels, were, they were brawling. Um, AJ was left in the ring with Stone Cold, and Stone Cold hit a stunner that was way better than Kevin Owens has even hit. Um, ever since acquiring the stunner. I feel like you give him a lot of shit. I, I don't think his stunner is that bad. You know, it's it's not bad, but when you look at Austin, who's who's near 60 years old, doing a stunner. Well, it's his move. It's his move, right. And but it's also up to the people that sell it, too. I feel like AJ could have done a lot better with his sell job on it. I for for I thought he did a great job for what it was. Eh, he went down to one knee and his other leg. It was a weird. It was weird. It was still It was still a great stunner nonetheless. Uh, but just seeing Stone Cold out there, the what chants were the one time I want to hear what chants. Um, I felt like the crowd was on fire for this. Um, I don't know. I thought it was and a they, great. They ran with it. They they fucking they ran with that chant, dude. Um, after that, we had AJ versus Cedric Alexander. Good match. Um, again, Ron SmackDown are kind of. I don't know. They're kind of hard to watch sometimes, but this is something that that kind of kept my attention more than other things. Um, and who could expect anything less from these two? Um, uh, of course, uh, it it did in it did in a, in a DQ, which will lead up to um, the, the eventual Tin Man tag match that they didn't really announce till till later on in the show. Yeah, but I, they kind of were hinting that toward uh, throughout uh, th- in the beginning of the show. Yeah, uh, Viking Raiders came out to help even the odds, and uh, we had a ten man tag match announced. Dolph Ziggler, this was a weird thing for me. Um, AJ Styles is backstage talking to the OC, and then he looks like 
in the far off distance. And then he's like, whoa, whoa, look. And then Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler walk out from behind them. Yeah. Really weird blocking, really weird way to produce a segment. Um, so that they announced like a partnership with them. And I wish they would do something where they throw them OC shirts and it's like NWO. Like, like make them honorary members. Yeah. Or no, like expand the faction a little bit. No. I mean, you, that's one way to do that. Go, and then, go full bullet club. Start re- recruiting guys. And then, and then once they fail, just kick them out. I mean, yeah, I, they, that's one way to do it. Um, I'm, I'm not opposed to that idea, but I mean, that's that's one way to do it. You know, make it an actual, true, legit faction. There's no stables in WWE, and I, it's it's upsetting. There's, I mean, on the main roster, there. I mean, the OC is probably the closest thing you got to an actual stable. I mean, Undisputed Era is NXT. Is NXT right? Uh, but. Yeah, as far as factions, they have like trios. They don't. There's. They don't go more than three people. Since we're on that topic, do you consider the Shield to be a faction? No. So, what's your definition of a faction? I I would expect a faction to be four four or more. Four or more. Okay. Look like DX. DX was a faction. Oh. The Heart Foundation was a faction. Um, NWO obviously a faction. Right. I, I think I think three men. It's it's kind of like a tag team with a manager. Because I because I. To me, I, I I agree with you on the fact that I think anything with four people or more is a faction. Um, but the way WWE does it, though, they think that three is a faction. So if that's the case, then um, the Shield would be considered a faction. Is the New Day a faction? The New Day would be considered a faction. The Freebirds would be considered a faction. Um, what's the stable with uh, Cody? Legacy? Legacy. There you go. They'd be considered a faction. The Nexus was a faction. That was the, I think that was the last faction that they actually had. As far as having the definition of a white family would be considered a faction with three people. Yeah. Well, then they had Braun Strowman for like had, a month. They had Braun for like a, a split second. Daniel Bryan for a split second. But, yeah. Um, but you get my point, though. It's like the, the definition of faction varies from from, from one person to another. Um, but you're right, though. There is no legit... There hasn't been a legit faction in WWE for a while. I mean, really... I mean... I would say the authority. The authority was a the faction. The authority was definitely a faction. They were definitely a faction. And then before that, I mean, NX, the Nexus was was like was a, was a faction. Technically, but Shane McMahon had a faction because he had a bunch of putty patrols. He had Drew McIntyre, Elias, and the Revival all having his back. Yeah, I mean, I not guess, like a traditional like faction. A, not, it wasn't ever announced. It wasn't, it wasn't a legit faction, though. In my but, eyes. Right. So... Um, but yeah, you're right though. There has there's not a current faction on the main roster at the moment. Yeah. Um. After that, great talk. Great talk, by the way. I like that segment. I I, I like when we do this stuff. Uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair versus Bailey and Sasha Banks. The four horsewomen. I felt like they went into this way too early. Um. They blew. I agree. This could have been a pay per view. This should have been a pay per view match as well. That's my Absolutely. first thought. I mean, I get, I get. They wanted to load the show up to. To uh to to pop a rating and to um really draw the crowd into Madison Square Garden because it it I mean it's been a long time since they've had a raw in MSG yeah and normally when they when they are in the New York market they'll go to Barclays um but they wanted to do MSG this time and I can understand why they wanted to load this card up and they they just they couldn't have waited for this match I felt they should have waited at least another month or so for it I mean it was a great match um everyone got their shit in um I hate I hated the fi- the ending. Um, especially when you have a new heel announced and you just ha- come out and beat them. Um, I didn't agree with that. I didn't agree with Bailey getting pinned. Um, I thought this should have ended in like a double DQ. 
or something like that to protect right. everybody. I mean, I, I I get why they had Bailey uh, eat the pin because they want to make Charlotte look strong for the upcoming match uh, this Sunday. It it does make sense, but you're right though. At the same time, it does draw a little bit. Of, it does kill a bit of momentum that uh, Bailey had with her with her turn. Yeah. So I don't know. I think Bailey and 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 Sasha got the short end of the stick on this one. Um, short end of the kendo stick. Oh, I see what you did right there. Uh, but. Overall, great match. Um, this was a throwback to NXT. And like I said earlier, the commentary didn't really call any action. They were spending so much time trying to build up this four horsewomen thing. Um, and I don't know. I, I, that that kind of bothered me a lot because I don't know. They Maybe maybe it's because they, they think we're all idiots and we don't follow the product. Uh, maybe it's because they've done such a bad job at putting these four women strong right I mean, they're strong but there's obviously charlotte is their number one and becky's their number one but ba- bailey and sasha haven't really gotten that rub as far as being like a contributor to the women's revolution whatever you want to call it um uh, but this was awesome chance came out and it was definitely earned for sure I thought the Rey Mysterio Grand Malik match for um for it being a short match was actually a, a very good match it shows that um Metalik can actually, you know, he gets he's he's a he's great in the ring if given the opportunity, if given more than five minutes in the ring. He almost broke Ray's neck uh, on a dive on the outside, though. He did, though. Yeah, that was scary. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this was a great quote unquote cruiserweight match. This is something that you would see kick off Nitro, pretty much. Grand Metalik is awesome. I think he needs more more opportunities other than just coming out with a pinata on main event. Um, but he definitely um, can go. Ray Mysterio can still go. I don't know why they're teasing a, a retirement when he's clearly still like doing really good he's, shit. He's still, he's still got a lot to prove. Ooh, uh, Ray or Grand Metalik? R- Ray, he still has a lot to offer as oh, far absolutely. as him being back in WWE. Um, and so does Metalik. If, if Metalik is given the opportunity, if, if he's given more than five minutes, as I, as I said, he, c- he, can, uh, he can show the world what he can really do. Same with Lince. Um, same, same with, with the Kalisto. faction. I mean, I mean, I guess they're a faction. The Lucha House Party. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought, I thought they went out in there and did great with what they could. Um, give them more time, you know. Um, then we're gonna get into the King of the Ring semifinal match: Ricochet versus Baron Corbin versus Samoa Joe. And goddamn it, Bobby's bracket is still alive. It was a joke I said once, and Bobby is over here running roughshod on all of us he is you know what though i think he really did take time and effort into that bracket <laughs> he did um and he showed us dude this is a good match too uh baron corbin is impressing me each and every week i still think he's a piece of garbage uh but he he's he's a great heel i feel like and he came in there and he stole a victory um ricochet hits a 630 on joe and uh this is, I think, this is exactly what we called that we're gonna do with it. That's, that's I, I, I had a feeling that was gonna happen. Um, Ricochet did all the hard work. Baron Corbin throws him out of the ring and gets the sneak win. Um, so Baron Corbin is going to the finals of the King of the Ring tournament, uh, which is not gonna be at Clash of Champions. No, it it isn't. As a matter of fact, it's gonna be uh, next Monday where they're gonna coronate um, the winner. I think that's bullshit. I don't like that at all. Um, their the reasoning was that there's too many matches on the show. Well, you have too many goddamn championships. Is the problem? I mean, it is called it is called Night of Champions for a reason, and um, every every title match is on the line. Uh, 
so the, at the moment, uh, before they drop that match, they have... Well, actually, they had originally 12 matches announced, including the King of the Ring finals. But now uh, they w- went down to 11. I mean, I'm I'm kind of glad that it's not on the pre-show because that would so damage the the King of the Ring. Oh yeah, the prestigious the, King of the Ring. The, the, it would it would damage it even more. Um, it being on Raw, I mean, I, I guess I, I was just gonna say that like this is supposed to be two brands, um, you know, fighting for King of the Ring, but we're gonna have the finals on Raw. Like to me, that that sucks already. Um, what they should have done though is if they, I mean, if they really want to make it a true brand split. Have it at the Survivor Series. Just have the finale at, in, at the Survivor Series. But I feel like if they do that, it'd be t- Survivor Series would be way too gimmicked. And it's already gimmicked. And it's already gimmicked <laughs> enough as it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's 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 a lot there's a lot going on here. Um. So, you know, yay Corbin. <laughs> yeah. So Corbin uh, Corbin's in the finals on the on the Raw side. Um. Did you watch the the uh, the the main event of this, I the the ten man. I skipped it. I, 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 I feel did. like I didn't. I didn't need to see it. What anything good happened? Um, it was a lot of action. Um, I it it was um, it reminded me a lot of uh, the ten man tag uh, back in two thousand with um, with Cactus Jack, uh, The Rock, Too Cool versus uh, DX and the Outlaws. Uh, was not as good as that match though, and I um and that ten ten man tag match from back in two thousand is probably one of my favorite Raw matches of all time. Uh, this match, while it, it was good, was nowhere as close to that match. I felt like they were trying to be too much like that match. Oh, okay, maybe I should. So I should go. Maybe go back and watch. I, it. I, it's 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 worth it's worth the watch. Um, I did watch the finish. Um, with uh, Cedric hitting the lumbar check on AJ, and he he got the win. He he beat him twice. On he beat him twice on 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 Monday, and he actually has a match with him, right? Yes, he does. Uh, at, at Clash of Champions, so. Um, interesting. I mean, they're basically telling me that AJ is going to win this match. Um, Stone Cold came out. They celebrated. Drank a shitload of beer. He's still got the skills. I know it's not Mark Eaton throwing in the bills, right. the beers, but he definitely can one hand catch each and every single one of those beers that they throw. Oh, in. absolutely. Um, I felt like the Viking Raiders were having the best time in there. Um, they were wilding out uh, drinking beer with Stone Cold. But isn't it isn't it roll straight edge? Is he? I think he is. Oh well, he was drinking beer tonight. I guess unless the beers were gimmick, but I I know Roe is straight edge. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, but, but well, then again, like I even if you are straight edge, I feel like you would break it to drink a beer. You with would Stone break. Cold. Yeah, you you would have to break. When are you going to get that chance again? Especially in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, because um, I think a while back that um, this is when CM Punk was with WWE. He was. Um, I think Stone Cold did have a beer bash, and CM Punk happened to be in the ring, and I think they, he was drinking a beer with Stone Cold, and CM Punk was all about being straight edge, so I'm sure he broke that rule just for him, and that's totally fine. Yeah, uh, there's a story that he did that with Harley Race too. Harley, Harley Race gave him a shot of whiskey, to. and he he drank it out of respect to Harley. You have to, um, but that was pretty much for Raw. Um, kind of a weak. I mean, it was a stacked card, but it didn't really do anything for the pay per view. Really, I don't. I didn't feel like. No, I mean, it was overshot. I mean, the ten man tag match. Uh, you think it would tell multiple stories going into Sunday? Um, it didn't quite do that as much. I mean, the only thing it did tell was that it did prepare for the U.S. Championship match between AJ and Cedric Alexander. Uh, aside from that, though, it. I mean, it was just a quick. It was just a quick ratings attempt just to get a get a quick number. And unfortunately, it didn't quite do that. I mean, uh, it 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 was competing with 
Monday Night Football opening season, opening day. Yeah, Monday Night Football, the first ever Monday Night Football with the with the Raiders and the Broncos. Right. Uh, actually, there was two Monday Night Football games. It was the Saints game and then the Raider game right after. Yes. Um. So there was definitely a lot to uh, a lot to get to. Yeah, Raw. Uh, a third, lot against them. The third hour of Raw dropped to under two million viewers. So oh shit, that's not that's definitely not good. And um, if you look at the trajectory from the past couple seasons, um, it was back on it was um not it was on episode seventy two. I'd mentioned that um, if you look at the study of Raw over the past couple years, and then also to a lesser extent on SmackDown, you notice that there is a decline uh, coming before football season. And then once football season hits, that's when you see like really the numbers really start going down more and more. So it may come, it may not be surprising. We may see Raw under two million going forward, and I'm talking about as the average rating. And uh, that's not good because this this raw was actually like the second I'm, I'm going to say the second lowest rating for a non-holiday show in the modern era. Oh wow, that's not good. No, not when you stack it with Stone Cold. Yeah, especially and they with announced it well in advance too. And it, and it, it goes and since we're on that topic of the rating, their highest number was with Stone Cold on the show in the first hour, and then after that, everyone just turned off or. They uh they started they went back to watching football whatever else they were doing yeah that just goes to show you how big of a star Stone Cold still is to this day oh yeah and he outshines everyone on that roster I'm surprised uh, the Fiend didn't come out and do anything to Stone Cold you would think I mean he's taking out he's taking out all the legends they bring out um, same with the same night uh, the next night on SmackDown uh, Undertaker came out and. I don't have a problem with Stone Cold giving a stunner to AJ. Um, I I feel like that that's you know AJ's a heel, whatever. Right. Um, but the Sami Zayn interaction with the Undertaker, I feel like, didn't pr- serve any purpose at all. It served no purpose whatsoever. Um, keep in mind, they also showed like a progressive moment, um, you know, and add like Slam of the Week kind of deal. But they gave a throwback to when Sami got thrown in the dumpster by Braun Strowman, and then um, that was later on in. Or that was on Raw, and I watched Raw and SmackDown the same day, so bear with me. Um, and then the next night on SmackDown, um, they show Under- Undertaker, you know, giving Sammy a choke slam, which probably was huge for Sammy. But I feel like it's hurting him. It's hurting Shinsuke uh, to put him in situations like that. Absolutely, and um, I, I I don't know what was the reason. What was the end result of this? They trying to pop a rating with the Undertaker being there, but. With the Undertaker, there has to be something for Undertaker to sink his teeth in to have a reason to be on a show. Um, basically, he just went out there and said, "You know, uh, this has been my home, and I don't know if I'll ever be able to come back here." But at the same time, why couldn't you have the Fiend come out and attack and t- attack him? That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought that I thought that was a perfect segue for for him to show up and really put, make him huge and to put the mandible claw on Taker. And if you know the history behind that. And I think this is where, uh, you know, this is where the, the, the commentary could do a, a really good job at this and say this, the, the Mandible Claw is one of the few moves that have put down the Undertaker. Yeah. Ex- really sell it. Explain, like, what the move does. Like, this is no Mr. Sacco. Like, it's a really, like, debilitating maneuver to have put on you. And it really hurts. 
and it will really make you pa- pass out. And they and they failed to do that when when uh, the fiend put the mandible claw on Mick Foley. They just say mandible claw, yeah. mandible claw, stupid my Michael. And Cole. and we and we may know what it is, but then like the younger fans, especially if they're trying to attract the younger generation. They don't know what it is. They don't know no, what the mandible claw is. First time I saw mandible claw before it was explained to me, he was like, oh, that's gross. He's putting his fingers in his mouth. Yeah. Um, but like once they explained it, Jim Ross, of course, did a great job of doing this, explained that like you put he puts pressure underneath the tongue and that's like a paralyzing move, you know. Um, so for them not to really explain the mandible claw at all is really doing a disservice to the fiend um, who we didn't see. We saw a Firefly Funhouse, uh, another great episode as per usual. Um, basically, all the, all the uh, all the characters are or or out on this one. Pretty much, he's just getting ready. He's just he's getting ready for uh, October. Getting ready for Hell in a Cell. Yeah, it basically ended with him saying "See you in Hell," and I think that's a great, great menacing thing to uh, to allude to. And it would have been a lot more menacing if he just made that appearance and just took out the legends, right? If you're if you're if you're been taking legends out every week, why not the Undertaker, the biggest one? Absolutely. Unless you're saving it for when they fight in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Oh, which is another rumor I heard today that the Saudi prince really wants Undertaker versus Sting and they might do it. No. I don't want to see it. No. It's 20 years too late. It's way too late. Uh, but what the Saudi prince wants, the Saudi prince gets. I, I hope to God that's not the case. Does he even know who Sting and the Undertaker are? I'm, I'm sure he knows who the Undertaker is because he's asked for the Undertaker multiple times. Um, I'm sure he's known who, who Sting is. But that match is way too late. They had their opportunity to do it back in 2012. And keep in mind, Sting is not clear to wrestle. Well, he swears his neck is fine. Uh, but he's going to need to get that. You need to get clearance. Unless you don't need clearance in Saudi Arabia, unless there's no rules over there. Then then, then that goes to show you how um, full of shit their wellness program is. Exactly. Because they, they, they would not clear Sting in the ring if it was in the U.S. If they clear him to do it in Saudi Arabia, and God forbid anything happens to Sting, oh, man, you'll never hear the end of that. Yeah, so maybe they won't. Maybe there is a price they, that they're not willing they, to pay. They shouldn't do that. Like that. That's a bad idea, for both, not only for Sting, but also for um, everyone else involved. Yeah. Um, so, you know, hopefully we don't see that, but you never know with WWE. They might cave into their laurels. Right. Um, another cool throwback, which the last time they were sent... They were at Madison Square Garden. Randy Orton was feuding with Kofi, and Kofi gave him the boom drop, you know, in the middle of the in Madison Square Garden. Fuck, man, I'm stuttering. It's all right. Um, he gave him a, the boom drop in the middle of Madison Square Garden, which is a huge moment. Supposed to put him over. Uh, we all know how that ended. Well, history repeated itself this night, and Kofi was able to give him that thing again. Speaking of saying asshole on TV, Randy Orton, this one they actually bleeped, but you can clearly read his lips. He said, uh, you know, talking about talking about Kofi being fake and how he had a fake Jamaican ass, uh, fake Jamaican accent. And now he's over here putting putting on this power of positivity bullshit that they bleeped. But he definitely oh, yeah, gave it to did. the crowd. You're right. They did. Bleep uh, that. So attitude air is back. Um, but seeing uh, seeing history repeat itself was actually really cool to see. I uh, thought that was a nice throwback really quick. Um, I do want to mention that um before before that segment did air um Chad Gable was in the in the, in the back uh, was it was in the back with Shane and um Shane had some uh breaking news and it turns out that um Elias we didn't report this earlier but it turns but the reason why I didn't report it earlier was because Elias is out injured and it is uh legit 
So oh, was, it wasn't a kayfabe injury? It wasn't a kayfabe injury. So he was actually, he's legitimately out. Uh, so he'll be out of action for uh, for a little bit. Um, enough, enough to where um, he, was, he wasn't able to wrestle on the show on Tuesday. So uh, Shane was teasing throughout the show that there is going to be a replacement for Chad Gable to wrestle for the tournament. And, um, you know, the show went on. Shane kept teasing it. Um, turns out, though, that the person that is going to replace Elias ended up being Shane McMahon. What a crock. And Can we get away from Shane McMahon? Right when that happened, my interest for SmackDown had uh, plummeted. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people have because Shane injecting himself into in, into the storyline. This is this is this is just getting too far out. And now I'm now I'm getting tired of Shane. Like it's at first when he came back in back in 2016, I was like, oh, this Dude, is f- he got the biggest pop ever. He got the biggest pop ever. It was a fresh side of, you know, a, fr- a breath of fresh air. With After him he, back. he was gone for what, seven years, he was gone for seven plus years. No one heard from him. Um, he was just doing business, not he had nothing to do with WWE. Right. And to see him where he's at now, it's kind of a bummer. Kind it's of a been, really big bummer. It's been it's been three plus years since he came back and just his value in WWE as a superstar has plummeted. It's to the point where it's like go away, heat. Like, dude, we don't want to see you anymore. Because um, Shane McMahon shouldn't be hanging with these guys at all. No, not, not at even all. a little bit. No. Um, it was it was cool to see at first, you know, when you fought the Undertaker, um, because there was a whole thing like, oh, what's in that lockbox? Which we never got an answer to. Um, no, we didn't. But there was like there was intrigue. You know, we we were excited to see Shane McMahon back, and now they've just they've killed all that intrigue where people just don't want to see him anymore. And 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 it's and it's affecting people who have uh, feuded with him, and. Um, you know, let's just let's go and get into the into the uh, into the match because the main event was um, the King of the Ring um, semifinals match with uh, Chad Gable and the Shane. newly appointed replacement Shane McMahon. Um, quick mat. It was it was a quick it was a quick fast count with Kevin Owens. We made a quick three count before the match. Well, yeah, get, let's, let's, yeah, you're right. Before the match, uh, Shane did appoint Kevin Owens to be a special guest referee, so that way he can not pay the hundred thousand dollar fine, provided that he did his job correctly. Correctly in quotation in qu- marks. In quotation marks. Um, Kevin Owens, you know, called it down the middle. Chad Gable hit him with the chaos theory and got a quick pin. Uh, Shane McMahon gets pissed, goes to the announcer and announces it's a two or three falls match. So now we can just make up the rules whenever we want to if we're Shane McMahon. Right. Um, I don't like this authority kind of like authority light is what I would maybe call mm-hmm. it um, because if it's Shane McMahon, he can just announce rules. So, why does he even have matches? Why why can't he just go out there and say, "Hey, um, I'm I'm taking your place, Chad Gable," and then that's it? Why yeah. even have a match? Why even have a match to begin with? And then, um, after the after the quick count, you, you could see Kevin Owens uh, changing his attitude, where he does a fast count on Shane, and what Shane did to him, what Shane did to him, right? And um, it it throws Chad Gable out, where he had no choice but to uh, lock. Uh, put the ankle lock on Shane, forcing the tap out. So uh, Chad Gable wins the match two, uh, 2-0 against Shane to advance to the finals. After that happened, we see um, we see uh, Shane had enough of KO and promptly fires him at, to end SmackDown. I love the chance of AEW at the end of that show. That's how pissed off fans were that you gave them a bullshit ending to that match. 
and they have every right to be mad at um at at at, at um at WWE for that. Because this is New York. These are like smart fans. They know this is their home. This is their home. Yeah, they, they know when shit is bullshit, and they know when shit is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go from the four horsewomen having a "This is awesome" chant during the whole match, right? Um, to a main event that ends in "This is bullshit" uh, AEW chance. Um, I I I I don't know. I don't blame I don't know the why they doing that. they keep thinking that we're interested in uh, Stone Cold versus McMahon part uh, version two point I'm not interested. And this is essentially what it is: is that um, and this is what you were saying earlier, like you know this 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 hatred I have for Kevin Owens. It's it's not that I have hatred against him. I mean, it's just I. It's just he's in a bad situation where he can't, you know, he he's not himself. He's um, he's trying to be Stone Cold Light. Yeah, they gave him the stunner. Stone Cold Heavy. Stone Cold Heavy. <laughs> it, it, to be to be to be technically correct, he he's trying to be like Stone Cold. They gave him the stunner, and and I shit on the stunner him doing it. I I I don't think I, he does an okay job. I don't think he should be doing the stunner though. I don't think he. Sh- I don't think no one should be doing the stunner. First of all. Um, Willie Mack does a great stunner. Willie Mack does a great stunner, but I mean, as far as in WWE lore goes, if you do the stunner, you are forever going to be compared to Stone Cold, no matter who you are. Absolutely. And the fact that they had him feuding with Shane McMahon, it just it, it was just Austin versus McMahon all over again twenty years ago. However, it's a very poor version of it because do you honestly buy Kevin Owens to be this anti authority figure now? No, he he came off as a bitch. Um, he, as far as like yeah. Shane McMahon being like, "You're the guest referee," unless you want you want me to give you this fine, and he's like reluctant, and he like holds the shirt. Stone Cold would have been like, "Fuck you, f- fire me then. Give me the fine. I don't care. I'm gonna I'm not gonna take in. I'm not I'm not gonna give in to your threats." You know, Stone Cold wouldn't have stood for that. Where Kevin Owens is like, "Yes, sir. Okay, sir." Um, ah. I mean, I get it. You know, he's 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 doing it for his family, and and he, you know, he has to uh, eat the proverbial shit sandwich in order to provide for his family. But it none of it makes sense because a couple of weeks ago he he apologized for what he did. Yeah. And now that he's like unsure of whether or not to screw Shane over, and he gets fired, and he does nothing in the end. He just walks away. Yeah. So I mean, not really good. And then on top of everything. Now we're not even paying attention to Chad Gable winning the going to the finals. Yeah, and that's the one person who needed on, that moment. Who needed that moment more than anything else. And Shane McMahon just came in and took all that shine. Right. Um, not really good booking, in my opinion. Um, and you know, maybe maybe we're maybe we're t- being a little too kayfabe on this issue, but this has got to stop. Um, as far as Shane McMahon just coming in and stealing the limelight from people that need it, you know, Chad Gable desperately needs this this rub. Because um, he's gonna lose to, to Baron Corbin, and what he's gonna go back to being nothing. I thought it was funny when Chad Gable walked into Shane's office uh, to find out who he's fighting that night. Um, Shane McMahon called him Shorty. Yeah, and then the beginning of the match, he was fighting on his knees because he's he's a short guy. The 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 jokes it's so the jokes stupid. getting over the jokes getting old. It's we get it, you know, and. Um, that just goes to show you, like, the, just the lack of respect that they have for, uh, for, for Chad Gable. Yeah, because he's a little guy, but he's a really, he's not a little guy compared to your two hundred five guys or even Finn Balor. He's probably this maybe a tad shorter than Finn Balor, and that's right. gonna, that's supposed to be one of their big top faces. 
Um, Eric Rowan cut a promo. Um, he's not really good on the microphone. Um, I feel like the crowd really um, he was took a, his power away. He's he's not that scary on the microphone. He's he's not. Um, but he was a lot better than when they first gave him the mic um, a couple months ago when he fr- had him first team up with Daniel Bryan. So th- there is there is a little bit of improvement right there. But him by himself on the mic, no, he needs a, he definitely absolutely needs a mouthpiece. And yeah. for a while throughout his career, he had he had uh, Bray, he had Bray, and he had Daniel Bryan. Now he's on his own. Yeah. For now, I should say. For now, I mean, we'll see how that story is going. Which, by the way. Do you still care about that? I know we talked about it last, I, last week. Last week, I, I, I'm over the storyline. Like it, it's Just finish it here at Clash of Champions and let's move on. Hopefully it ends at Clash of Champions, but it's I doubt it. But we'll see. Um, and now I'm over this. I mean, I've been over this Shane KO story. and I feel like Eric Bischoff isn't doing shit for this show. He's not. Um, he's. They, they made it a big deal that, oh, Eric Bischoff is going to be in charge of SmackDown and Heyman's going to be in charge of Raw. And I really haven't seen any much difference in the shows other than saying bullshit and asshole. I haven't seen much of the Eric Bischoff effect as far as storylines go. Um, Heyman has more of his handprints all over Raw. Um, But to think about, but to put it like this though, Heyman's more of a creative guy than Bischoff. Bischoff was really there to kind of like talk and establish rapport with with the TV execs with with Fox. I think that's really where. his role is going to be, um, whether it's necessary or not, I don't know. But definitely, as far as from the storyline perspective, I mean, Bischoff's not really known to be a creative kind of guy. Yeah, but I mean, at least you know, make the show better if you're gonna if you're if they're gonna make a big deal about it, right? At least make some changes, you know. Um, case in point, Andrade loses to the Miz. Why the fuck was Andrade doing the job? He's He's one of the more popular um, heels that they have, um, especially his in-ring talent. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes out there and, and loses to the Miz, which I I I, I could see why I see why they that, that the Miz won that match. I mean, they want to make the Miz look strong for his match on Sunday against Nakamura. Put him against someone that's not Andrade, though, right? Because Andrade doesn't need these losses. He, really. he doesn't. Um, you could have put anyone in there because Andrade lost to Chad Gable last week. And now he's losing the Miz this week. Um, I don't know. I thought it was really weird. And then another thing that really rubbed me the wrong way is Mandy Rose cutting a promo talking about how ugly Nikki Cross is. Literally calling Been there, her done ugly. that. Yeah. Um, I I think it's 2019, and we're above that. I feel like Vince McMahon also wrote this promo. Um, because oh, absolutely. clearly Mandy Rose is really hot, and he's probably not into Nikki Cross at all. So um, I feel like that's where that came from. Um, let's let's just get off SmackDown now, because honestly, the show, the ending, the ending for SmackDown really uh, left a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, let's get our predictions for Clash Champions, and then we'll get out of here. Thank you guys for sticking with mm-hmm. us for so long. Um, let's just go top to bottom. Uh, Bobby actually sent me his picks. Um, so we'll, we'll get Bobby's picks on this too. Um, you, you want me to go and list the matches? So I mentioned earlier that uh, originally uh, the Clash of Champions, I, I, I want to say Clash of the Champions, but it's Clash of Champions. There, there are 12 matches, but the King of Ring finale is going to be on Monday. Uh, it's going to be on next Monday on Raw. So now there's going to be uh, 11 matches coming uh, this Sunday. And so it's definitely going to be a long show from what it looks like. Yeah. Um, and this just goes back to there just being too many championships. 
uh, one, two, well, 11 championships or 10 championships. One is going to be Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan uh, in a non-title match. Yeah. But everything else is a championship match. Every match is a championship match. So uh, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and start with uh, AJ versus Cedric Alexander for the U.S. title match. Um, you did mention earlier for your Raw predictions that um, AJ is going to get his win. And it makes perfect sense because Cedric won twice on Raw. Yeah, you're not going to blank AJ like that, um, especially because he's one of your big heels. Right. Um, I think that the OC, maybe not AJ winning, but definitely retaining. Um, maybe OC causing a, a disqualification of some sort. Uh, but it is a pay-per-view, and no one likes seeing those finishes at a pay-per-view. Um, who do you got, Dick? So you're gonna go with uh, you're gonna go with AJ. I'm going with AJ for sure. Yeah, I, I think I'm. I, I there's no way I see AJ um, walking out of Clash of Champions, Champions losing the belt because um, it just screams typical WWE booking how they've booked um, those two on Monday, where AJ uh, comes out the loser, only for him to win the uh, only for him to retain the belt on Sunday. So I, I expect AJ to retain the belt. Um, I expect him to actually beat Cedric. So I'm gonna go with AJ. Okay, uh, Bobby sent me his pick. Um, I don't know if he misspelled it, but he wrote Ali. Um, a A I L A A L I. I think he spelled it because I'm looking at his pick. He spelled A I L, Ale. Okay, so, um, all right. I I I I just thought he meant Ali, but maybe he meant Ale. Maybe, maybe it's like a, a debuting uh, competitor. Yeah, Dale L probably. <laughs> Fucking Dale L, man. All right, so then uh, let's go and get into the uh, women's tag team match, um, championship match between Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Ah, this one, this one's a little, this one's weird because they haven't really given much TV time for this. I feel like I feel like last week they established it and then announced it, so I, I really don't. I I feel like I'm just gonna go with the champions on this one. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't expect, I don't expect them to lose their belts uh, anytime soon. They just recently won it, especially if they're. I feel like they're trying to tell a story with um, they're still they're still trying to tell a story between uh, Nikki and Alexa. So and Manny and Sonia, I mean, they are a legit team, but I feel like that that there's is still just more too thrown in. There's still more story to tell, right? Because now I feel like Alexa is a super face in all of this. She is, but we all know that that it, that turn's gonna come soon. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, Bobby went with uh, Sonia. And um, whatever. And Mandy. And Mandy, yeah. Okay. <laughs> bold, uh, bold picks. Very bold. Um, it could happen, you know. Uh, who's next, Dick? So we got Roman. Oh, so let's 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 get off. Let's get to the non-title match, and that's going to be Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan, and it's going to be a no DQ match. And this was announced. I uh, this was announced on SmackDown on Tuesday. Um, th- they're going to have to give Roman this win. Um, there's just un- unless. I mean, this storyline, I have a feeling, will continue, but Roman's going to get the win. I, I feel like he's going to eat. He's going to he's going to beat Rowan. Um, Ro- they made Rowan look strong the past couple of weeks only for him to get fed to the big dog. Yeah. And uh, the way that uh, he he beat up Roman with the camera rig on SmackDown uh, was a great spot. But uh, yeah, Ro- you don't really see that spot anymore. No. And it was really cool to see. As much as I want to give it to Rowan, because I feel like there's still more, especially with a no GQ match, I feel like someone can interfere in this match, right? Um, to help him out. Um, I feel like the big dog's kind of been on a losing streak, so I feel like he's gonna need something. He's he's gonna need that win. All right, uh, 
Bobby sent in Rowan Reigns. So I don't know who that is. I maybe like a some sort of bizarre fusion, perhaps. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he gets Rowan Reigns. So I'm just gonna ro- punch that in here. Uh, who else? What else is next? All right, there? so let's go ahead and get into the first of two women's uh, title matches on the, on the show. And on the Raw side, we got Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. Who do you have, Drew? Ah, see, this one's this one's tough um, because um, actually, no, it's not that tough. I think I think Becky Lynch has had a great run, and it's time to get the chase on. So I think Sasha's gonna win. I think Sasha's gonna win this match. Do you expect any help from Bailey? Um, possibly. I would like to see Sasha win clean. Um, to establish her because they looked stupid on SmackDown when they lost they, or on Raw when they lost. They did, yeah. Um, so I, I would, I, I would hope Sasha wins this match clean. And you know, based on based on the the, the booking logic, um, th- it does seem like that they they would keep they would they would do a cha- uh, title change. I don't know. I. I don't think they're going to do a title change yet with Becky. I think they might save it for this. I think they may just save it for another uh, for their pay-per-view to do the change. Like a Hell in a Cell, maybe? Maybe Hell in a Cell or even Survivor Series. Um, are, are they going to do the... Are, are they going to do um, Evolution again? Because I haven't heard anything regarding Evolution. I doubt it. It didn't... I don't think that sell, it sold really well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they got their pop. They were able to say they had their first ever something. Right. And let's move on now, I feel like. Okay. So you're going to go with Becky? I'm going to go with Becky. I think Becky's still going to retain. Okay. Uh, Bobby. Bobby actually, what did he write down here? I can't even read his writing sometimes. It looks like he put, did he put Carmella? (laughs) He wrote Carmella. That's exactly what that says. (laughs) He put Carmella, dude. All right. Well. All right. Bold picks from Bobby. Did did she did she is she um did she have a time machine? Is she going back to when she has the, mo- <laughs> the money in the bank? I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking with that. I pick, don't know. But okay. All right, Bobby. We see you. All right. So uh, intercontinental championship match. We got uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Miz. Um, who do you got, Drew? They're really building up the Miz um, to being tied with Jericho for the most IC championships. Um, I don't. Nakamura hasn't done shit with the belt since he won it. And as much as he needs the belt, I feel like they're going to get it off him to put it on Miz so he can put it on, you know, Miz and Mrs. and bullshit like that. Um, so I I've, reluctantly, I'm going to say the Miz is going to win this one. And if he does win, he will tie Chris Jericho for having the most rings as uh, as the Intercontinental Champion. Um, so I could see that happening. Just to get... Just so that way they could stop saying uh, Jericho. Jericho's name. Exactly. Uh, that does sound something very petty. Very petty that WWE would do. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't put it past them, so I'm going to go with the Miz as well. All right. Um, Bobby wrote um, Sami Zayn. Okay. So he's going to double cross Shinsuke, I think, and that's going to turn into He's going to insert himself in. Oh, t- okay. Something, something. I don't know. I don't know. Bobby's weird. Uh, what's that? He's, what's he's got he's 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 out there with his prediction. So <laughs> he's going very bold. He is like he's going with like Vegas odds, like a hundred to one odds on something it, stupid happening, and he'll bet on that one. He'll, like he'll he'll throw he'll throw a fifty down on double zero. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. All right. So uh, for the SmackDown Tag Championships, we got the New Day versus the Revival. You know what's crazy? I f- didn't even know that the New Day were the Tag Champions. So really? Right now. I feel like they haven't really done a good job at you know, doing that. Because 
you you would think that you have the the world champion and the tag champions in the same quote unquote faction, right? You would think they would like really make that a big deal, like they are with uh, the new undisputed era. You're 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 you right. I mean, you're right about that. Um, it's just um, and then I or and was Biggie hurt or something? I feel like I haven't seen. He Big was hurt e. for a little bit, but I think he was hurt before they beat they they won the belt or so. And also, it's they're also overshadowed by Kofi's title reign as well. That's true. So that's another thing to consider. And also, you also have the Raw Tag Team Championships as well, which we'll get into right after this. Um, right after this prediction. Um, but yeah, their 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 title reign for, for you're right for the most part has been lackluster. Now, are we going to see a change? Do you think it's time? I thought the revival on Raw this whole time. <laughs> right. You know, I feel like they were Raw they were guys. they were on Raw for the longest time. So and why they, are they and going they, for the and they did and they did win the Raw titles a while back. So they were yeah, Raw champions. They were they were Raw champs and then the OC were were the champs, right? Or something like that. Yes, I something think like so. That I think so. I think so. Um I I don't see the revival winning the tag champs for SmackDown when they were Raw superstars. So I'm going to go with the New Day. But keep remaining. keep in mind though that we are going to have the draft coming up real soon. So, um, yeah, that's true. So right now, um, it seems like wherever they're at right now, it's going to be, they're kind of like, um, I don't want to say stuck in limbo, but they're free flowing to, uh, different shows. So it's entirely possible for revival to win the belts and then for them to stay on SmackDown to get drafted to SmackDown. They just need to get rid of two brands having their own champions. They, it's, it's, it is, it's ridiculous. Get rid of the universal title, get rid of the tag champs. Uh, get rid of the women's uh, champions. Uh, just have women's one. tag champions, no. and then even one of the belts as well. Yeah, get rid of the the SmackDown belt, and because they like the Raw belt more, they write they like everything Raw. So just make all the Raw things the default. Well, Raw is the A show, f- and it's uh, I don't know. I don't like that they that we even have to know that. I feel like they should just be the same. You know, same but different. I agree. Um, but yeah, I'm, there's way too many titles for for this bullshit. Um, have the Intercontinental belt be a Raw exclusive and a United States belt be? We've we've talked about this a bunch of times, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm still gonna go with the New Day on this one. Okay, I I think I'm gonna go with the Revival on this one because I could see them winning the belts and then maybe and then dropping the belts uh, real quick again if if they if they if they're actually legit Raw guys and if they stay drafted to Raw. Um, at the same time, if they do win the belts, they could they could be drafted automatically to SmackDown. I could see that happening too. Yeah, so I'm I gonna go with the that. revival. Okay, uh, Bobby went Lucha House Party on this one. Oh, Lucha House Party. Yeah. All right, he's a big uh, LHP fan. Well, since since we're since we're talking about uh, Lucha House Party, uh, the triple threat match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship involves one of the members of uh, Lucha House Party, Lindsay Dorado, and uh, it's gonna be. Dorado versus Carrillo versus the champion Drew Gulak, and I'm pretty sure that's going to be on the um on the pre-show. Yeah, that's usually where they put these cruiserweight championship matches. I don't watch 205 Live, uh, unfortunately, so I don't really know what's going on here. Um, Lindsay Dorado is awesome. Humberto Carrillo, I feel like just came up from NXT, right? I feel like he's still in like in jobber jobber territory, uh, so maybe they're building him up to be something big. Because he, he he is uh he is the son I want to say he's a son of uh Hector he's a cousin of Hector Garza, okay, so he's related to the uh to the Garza family. I wish I would I would know more about him because he could be like a dark horse for this match, right? Uh, but I'm gonna go Drew Gulak for the win. I see him retain the belt. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that as well. I I don't see 
Drew uh, losing the belt anytime soon. Man, they really love doing these multi-man matches for the Cruiserweight Championship. <laughs> it's too much, man. It is. Uh, Bobby Bobby is going with um, Hector Garza. Hector Garza. Okay. <laughs> Not 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 uh, not his nephew, but Hector Garza himself. Yeah, Hector Garza himself. Yes. All right. Well, so bold bold choices. Bold bold choices, right Is there. Is he a cruiserweight? You think? He was a cruiserweight back in the day. Okay, maybe he's still under two hundred five. He that's that's entirely possible, but very unlikely though. Um, it's been twenty years, dude. <laughs> it's been twenty plus years. Uh, what else we got? All right, so let, let's go and get into um into the Raw Tag Team Championships. Good call. Let me let me ask you a question. Do you think they're going to open the show with the Raw belts, with the Raw championships being defended, or do you think it's going to be later on in the show where they're going to do kind of like a back-to-back match and have Seth work back, to, have both Seth and Braun work back-to-back? Oof. If they lose the belts, no, I, I don't think they should. They should. Uh, they should put them back-to-back. But if they're retaining, I could see them doing a match right after that. Okay. I mean, I. I, I agree with you on the logic of them retaining and having the match after. I mean, I could also at the same time, I could see them just having that match right back to back. I could see them maybe having it maybe as like the second to last match, having it be like a like maybe a schmaz finish. And I'm going to get into my predictions and I'm just going to say it. I think uh, I think we're going to see them lose the belts to um, to uh, Rude and Ziggler. Um, I'm actually going to agree with you on that. I, f- I feel like they really like, I think Rude and Ziggler being thrown together is something that could be something, um, especially if they're with the OC and cahoots, maybe. Right. Um, but I don't see the reluctant tag team being a tag team for very long, um, especially when they have a Universal Championship match later that night. Um, I'm just I'm, I don't like I don't like the storyline already. Um, so I'm gonna go with uh, Rudy and Ziggler. Okay. So 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 we're both going with Rudy and Ziggler. All right. And uh, since we're already on the subject of both Seth and Braun, let's just get into the Universal Championship match. Oh, wait. Bobby needs to give a prediction. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. Um, What's, what, did, what did Bobby write down? Uh, Bobby wrote down uh, Braun Strowman. Just Braun Strowman. Just Braun? Braun's going to be the tag team champions. Okay. I mean, you know, he had Nicholas last time he did it by himself. Yeah. So So not even Nicholas. No, no Nicholas. Just Braun Strowman. Okay. Oh, both bold pricks, Bobby. <laughs> bold pricks. Bold pricks, man. That too. Uh, what else? What, what's what's next? Dick? So, um, we're already on the topic of of Seth and Braun. Let's just go and get into it. Uh, Universal Champion Seth and Braun. Is Seth going to walk out with the Universal Champion at the end of the night? If they lose the tag championship, I feel like he should lose the Universal title too. So you think Seth's going to walk out with no belts? I think Seth's going to walk out with no belts. Um, he's been un- Universal Champ for a while now, and I feel like they've never been able to pull the trigger on Braun being the universal champion and i feel like now might be a good time to do it rather than make him look like a loser again um because if he does if 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 he does lose again this would probably be i think at least the fourth time that he's challenged for the championship and has not won exactly um so that's why i feel like they're gonna pull the trigger finally and give braun the belt wow that's a that's That's my bold pick that's a bold pick right there that's my bold pick i because Seth did he he did win the belt, he regained the belt I should say at SummerSlam. So it it it, it felt like it was a long time, but in reality, um, it it's only been it's only really been about a month as of this recording. Has it really? Yeah, because he he regained the belt back at SummerSlam. That's right. Okay, 
damn, I forgot about that. Yeah. So maybe it hasn't been a month. It hasn't. Like, it hasn't been a month. I just. I feel like. I don't know. Seth Rollins. You would is think it, it, it's yeah. been longer, but no, it hasn't actually. Um, and I think for that reason, I I kind of expect Seth to to retain the belt. Um, as much as I like to see a Braun versus Fiend match inside Hell in a Cell, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea for them. I to do forgot it. about that. Fuck, you're right, dude. So I'm already locked in though, Braun. You, fuck it. You could change it if you want. No, I'm gonna. F- you're gonna I'm keep gonna it? it. I'm gonna leave it. All right. It. Once you give your pick, that's it. There's okay. No, no goes backsies. All right. So that's 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 fair enough. Uh, Bobby picked Brock Lesnar. I think he's looking at the SummerSlam card. Yeah, I I I think he's <laughs> from looking 2018. at 2018. Yeah, I think he's looking at the wrong year. Uh, he's stuck in a time warp, dude. I think he's stuck in a time warp, dude. dude. Lancaster, man, it's fucking weird. They, they, I know, I know they're behind and all, but goddamn, what's <laughs> up, Lancaster? Shouts out, Lancaster. Shout out, Lancaster. All right, so um, we got two matches left, and um, let's go ahead and get into uh, let's go ahead and get into the uh, to the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Um, so oh, we, we got, the, got this one too. Yeah. So um, we got the other half of the Horsewomen uh, competing: Bailey versus Charlotte Flair. Do you see Charlotte getting her tenth championship? And this is why this is this is what bothers me about having them. The two sets of belts, because mm-hmm. um, technically she's not a ten, she's not a ten time champion because she's had Raw, SmackDown, and the Divas title, right? Right. Um, so do the do those all feed in the same lineage, yes. or is Raw one championship and the women SmackDown another championship? Well, Raw and SmackDown they're they're their own championships. I, I just don't like it. I feel the, like there should be the, one the world question, champion. The, the question you have, though, I mean, I, I get what you're saying is when um, they initially had uh, announced or they, they had initially shown the, the WWE Women's Champion. Uh, remember that WrestleMania a couple of years ago where it was uh, Sasha, Charlotte, and it was yeah for the Becky, right? Because they co- united the or they abolished the Divas title. They abolished the Divas title. And, and they Charlotte, just had one women's champion. And Charlotte walked into that match as the Divas champion. Yes. And when she left, she became the women's champion. Yes. Did that add to her title ring? Because I felt like that that did. I mean, fuck, that's a good question, dude. I don't know. Because I, I feel like that, that kind of did. Even though technically she, she didn't retained. walk in, she, she retained the championship, even though it was not the same championship. That's a good question, dude. I don't know. I gotta look. I got. I'll look into that right now. I'll look into that and find out see if that's the case. Um, but but to answer your question, Raw and SmackDown are treated as separate champions. So if you win the Raw championship, it adds to the championship total. That's dumb. Just like how Ric Flair didn't have to do that shit. No, he didn't. Well, then again, Ric Flair what didn't wasn't part of, of a brand split. <laughs> um, Imagine Cena. Cena's a perfect example of that as well because he's a sixteen time sixteen time champion as well. Oh, with the big gold and big gold and the WWE Championship yeah, as well. So that's, that's true. So uh, Cena's like that. I know Triple H and Orton are both like that. Um, See, but I feel like the big gold had more prestige to it. At you know what I mean? The at the time, yes. Um, Edge as well. Edge is as Edge is a, a, a multiple time world champion because uh, he's won the world heavyweight title the most times out of everyone, at least eight times, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so each time you win a championship, it does count as a, as a title ring. Okay. Um, so, so Charlotte has ten rings at, or she has nine at the moment. And she's going for number ten. I see. This is why I picked Sasha earlier because I see Bailey, uh, Bailey retaining, and then they can prance around and be like, "We don't need the tag champions when we're both world champions." So the two kind of like a two woman power trip. Yeah. I like where you're going with this. 
I think I, I, I would like to see that. That's something that I would like to see. Okay. So I'm going to go Bailey for the retain. Um, Sasha wins clean. Bailey needs a little bit of help. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I expect Bailey to retain as well because I don't think, I don't think they should give Charlotte another title ring. She doesn't need it. She doesn't need it, and uh, they, they, they could slow down with her, um, getting. To, she doesn't. There's no rush for her to get to 16. If, if, I know what the end goal is, and that is for her to have more title rings than her dad, but. They don't need to do that by next year. They they she's got a long they, career. They ahead have of her. a long career ahead of her. They could take their time and and have her go beltless for a while. Because sixteen world champions was world championships. That 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 number was so huge. No one thought it would ever do it. But then when the hot potato era, um, or you can win two championships and that counts towards the, the your, brown your extension. Total. The brown extension did help as well. So and by also, the time she's done at this rate, she's gonna be like a thirty-time world champion. Yeah, like that's. Absolutely. What where's the prestige in that? That that's true. Um, and another another thing, since we're on the topic of sixteen, um, Flair has stated that that's not the official number. That he, in fact, it's much higher. But WWE acknowledges it to be sixteen. And and according to Flair, and really depends on who you ask as well. He's really at least an 18, 19, 20 time champion because he's had title rings when he was in the NWA overseas. Oh, yeah. Where he did lose the belt, but technically it wasn't considered a loss. And then he regained the belt back like the next day. I gotcha. So it's actually higher, but in WWE lore, it's 16. 16 is a magic number. John Cena's tied it. I feel like John Cena is like, I don't want to beat that record. He does. I'm sure he doesn't want to beat that record, but. Um, <laughs> Depending on the lawsuit, <laughs> yeah, they might th- want him to. Another thing as well, because. Um, we mentioned last week with the lawsuit with 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 Flair with the trademark rights over the man, it could be a, such a petty move for them for for Johnson to show up on a random Raw or SmackDown <laughs> to beat whoever is the champion and have number seventeen. Remember, Imagine it's a universal and then it it counts. Yeah. It, it does count by the way. I can see that, and that I would can be see that happening. A belt that Johnson never won. Yeah. Um, remember when Rey Mysterio won the title in the beginning of Raw, and by the end of it, John Cena was champion? Yep. I thought that was such a dick move, and I felt bad for Rey Mysterio. That was, not only was that a, a bad move, that made Rey Mysterio look bad, but it killed whatever momentum CM Punk had because they brought him back out the next, that brand back at the end of that brawl. Oh, yeah. And he was gone for all but, it, I felt like, not even a week it was not very long. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like they they could have milked it even longer, but they just they 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 didn't. They they wanted to put him back on for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, that was uh, a nice little tangent we all, we we both had regarding know, we, that. We go off a little bit sometimes. I, yeah, Holy shit. I, I like that. This hour little, and a half yeah. long show. So let's wrap it up. We, yeah. we got uh, the WWE title last. Bobby picked Oscar for the he, SmackDown Championship. Oh, 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 He's stuck in a time warp. What can I say? Yeah. Okay. So what can we say? And then uh, the, the WWE title um, match, uh, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. Oof. Is Kofi going to retain, or are we going to see Randy Orton grab, I think I think he's going to be on number 14, if I'm not mistaken, if he wins. Um, this goes back to my logic with Seth. I feel like Kofi's had such a great run, mm-hmm. um, and he's had the belt for a while. And I feel like, I feel like they should get out while he's hot and put the chase on with Kofi. Because uh, the money's in a chase, I'm gonna go I with agree. Randy Orton on this one. Okay, because they built up how many times he's been world champion. Even though I feel like he doesn't give a shit about WWE <laughs> when he says bullshit on TV, um, and he's just there to have fun at this point. 
Um, I could see him being a world champion, and then you know they can run with that into Hell in a Cell. Maybe have a Hell in a Cell match to get Kofi uh, get his title back, or or or, or perhaps maybe on the debut of uh, of uh, Friday Night SmackDown. Yeah, have something happen. Um, I could see I could see that happening. I'm gonna go Randy on this. You one. go with Randy on this one. Fuck okay, it. I don't know. I I feel like I feel like on the one hand. Kofi's had a great great run as WWE champion, definitely a lot better than I would have ever I would have ever thought. Oh yeah. At the same time though, he's had the belt since WrestleMania. I feel like time is going to he's he's eventually going to have to get rid of the belt. He's going to have to drop the belt, he's going to lose the belt. I don't know if it's going to be now though. I don't think I don't think so yet. So I'm going to say Kofi's going to retain the belt. All right. But he will lose the belt real soon. It's getting to that time. It's going to get to that time. Um God, but the story makes sense where Randy would lose in this because Kofi's been there to prove him wrong. Right. Um, but I'm gonna give it to I'm um, fuck fuck it, Randy. Hot take. Um, Bobby picked. Um, what did, what did Bobby write? I can't read his writing sometimes. Bobby put Orny Lorkin. He's not even. Horny Lorkin. Horny Lorkin. He put Horny Lorkin. No, he wrote Horny Logan. Horny Logan. Who I, the, I don't even know who that is, dude. Man, he's. I think he's getting. I think he's getting his guys confused. I think he's watching that uh, X Men porn again. Oh, he is, isn't That's he? That's probably what it was. Yeah. Bajaka Barrage. Oh man. Oh, anyways, it's been a great show. We got to wrap this thing up, dude. Yeah. What are your guys' picks? What do you guys think is going to happen at Clash of Champions uh, coming this Sunday? Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a long show. So definitely strap in, strap on, whatever you want to do. Um, thank you so much for listening, downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. Uh, we'll be back soon. We'll be back next week with our Clash of Champions Fallout, uh, and then we're on just we're on that long, that now short march to October. We're marching our way down. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you guys soon. We are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting, and we will see you next week. <laughs>